Welcome to episode 106 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. I'm joined by Jason. And yet again, I think we've got a good one. I know we do. Yeah, it's not a thing. There's no thinking about it. Right. We've got Lola Henderson here. Yes. The bassist and vocalist of Redneck Nosferatu. That's right. Think of a great adjective. Badass. Amazing. Talented. Beautiful. There you go. That's right. It describes her. Exactly. She's here to talk about everything. This is a pretty lengthy one, and it's lengthy in a good way. We always love it when these go long because find out all kinds of stuff about whoever's on here. and So it's great to find out this stuff about Lola. We're going to get to that here in a bit. Before we do, we want to talk about, we just saw them live. Punk Wars is what it was called out at the Shrine. And it featured Redneck Nosferatu, Madewell, Decomposed, and Follow the Buzzards. Yes. And unfortunately, we missed Follow the Buzzards, but we got there in time to see the Decomposed. Of course. And that was a great, I mean, what would you say? That was, you know, they had a real, you know, early punk kind of Misfits vibe to them. You know, real catchy, real classic punk. Yeah. And it even had a lot of those themes too, you know, zombies, monsters. Yeah. It's funny you said a Misfits vibe. I got that. Um, I really, I enjoyed uh, a... I really liked the the vocals. Um, I liked the vocalist. Um, you know, I, I thought that all of them had a great presence, uh, and it was just a fun punk vibe. Yeah, that's a good good way to put it. Punk vibe. You know, in between the songs, all of them were active on the mic. You know, in typical punk fashion, yeah. yelling to the crowd, getting people into it, and they even did a cover of Ricky Nelson song. So I mean, how can you not? That's right. That's how right. How can you not appreciate that as a fan of music? <laughs> And that kind of stuff goes hand in hand with early punk too, because that's yeah, I mean, early punk is old school music just amped up to yeah, it's 12, the roots you know? of it. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, then we saw Madewell, of course, and we we've played them on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, we actually this was the first time I think I'd ever seen them. Yes, you know, we'd yeah, been to a couple other times at other shows, but this is the first time it actually worked out and very cool. I thought live they had a little bit heavier sound than came off on their stuff that I've heard online and what we played, you know, and it was a real kind of somewhere between hard punk and hard rock. Yeah. You know, maybe like your harder edge stuff from Rancid or something, no effects. I think they did a no effects cover. So that kind of falls into that vein. And, you know, it was a three piece and they had a, a nice full sound and I thought they did killer job. Yeah, and, and the bass players dressed as a Star Wars uh I think it was Han Solo. Yeah. One of the one of the eras or reincarnations of Han Solo. Can't remember which maybe a Jedi of the Return of the Jedi era Han Solo. I don't know maybe. which era. I can't remember. What what Is it sta- Han or Han? Han, Han. I always said Han Solo because I'm weird. Okay. Um what Star Wars character did you dress up as since it was Punk Wars? I went as um God, I forgot his name. That Blind Asian dude from the new movie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I don't remember his name, but that guy ruled. Yeah. It's funny. You look just like him. Yeah. It was It was cool. Works out. Works out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, of course, were uh, Ray from episode seven. Oh, pfft, right. yeah. Yeah. Can't you tell? Yeah. Well, no. Here's the deal, people. It was uh, called Punk Wars, and the yeah. theme of the, of the deal was... If you dressed up as a Star Wars character, you got in for free. 
and he was the only person there dressed up. Well, I I, (laughs) did. I noticed at least, and he mentioned that on stage. I I was gonna, I was gonna wear my salacious crumb outfit, but it wasn't. I hadn't washed it yet, so oh well. What do you do? (laughs) Maybe next time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe next time. Yeah, you could wear that to uh, Sham sixty nine at the Vanguard. Okay, on February seventh because Red Deck Nosferatu is opening up that show. Yes, I'm gonna do it. Well, after that, Redneck Nosferatu, finally, good to finally see him. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> this was, uh, you know, what I knew from them, because I hadn't seen them live either, was the album that they put out last year. Mm-hmm. And you obviously knew it was going to be different because there was a different vocalist. Lola wasn't singing on that one. But even that, the whole sound and everything was just amped up even more, just a little bit heavier yeah. than all that you know, stuff from the album. And they, they call themselves Kill Billy Trash Punk. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great a great genre description. Yeah, it, it, Either way it went, whether it's on that album or what we heard live. Yeah, it's an amazing description. Um, I really liked, uh, you know, these guys had bounce. Uh, Lil's voice is badass. I mean, it's just, it's evil. And it just cuts through. Um, and, you know, it, it's, you, you get a vibe of almost like it's a, it's a band rolling through town, you know. Um, you know, they've got a, you know, you know, they walk in the room, you know, they're in a band, they're the band, you know, um, and they all really seem to enjoy their time on stage. They all seem like really great friends or, I mean, that sounds corny, but they just really seem to have a chemistry and enjoy each other. Um, so it was, it was, it was great to see really was. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I thought was cool was a lot of times music like this only has one guitar yeah but they had two guitars on stage and yeah. that really brought out that whole you know wall of sound where it was oh just, yeah definitely it just took it to this level beyond what you think of when you think of a punk show exactly you know it's just bigger thicker more robust you know it's like how you describe nels but like you know <laughs> to a less extreme degree <laughs> yeah. you know yeah i kind of got that kind of feeling okay in a way if that makes sense well, before we keep talking about this, why don't we play a song from them? This is a brand new track. It was actually just released by the band yesterday, and this is called Papa Kills Babies. Yeah. 
Papa Kills Babies from Redneck Nosferatu. Brand new track. They just released it yesterday. Glad we get to play it on here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's like a badass song title. Yeah. I, I could like like I said, I could hear uh Jose Mangan saying that in his like best death metal voice. Yeah. Even though this is punk rock music. <laughs> right. I just I just love that fucking song title. It's great. There you go. There's two minutes of glory, and I know that you're a big fan of of songs like that that just get in, slam yes. it, and get the fuck out. Yes, I love that shit. Yeah. Two, three minutes, that's it. Other than that, I don't know, you know? Right. You know? I'm not a fan know. of Metallica. What are you talking about? I know. I, it's weird. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a walking contradiction. That's true. What can I say? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a chubby but handsome walking contra-fucking-diction. There you so go. So deal with it. <laughs> Well, you can get that song on their band camp. It's only a dollar. Yeah. They're currently working on a new album, which you'll hear more about that in a bit. You said they seem like a band that's rolling through town. They're going to be doing that this mm-hmm. year a couple times. They've got two different tours they're planning out, and they toured last year across the Midwest and East Coast. And, uh, I mean, I said that backwards. They actually went across the West, like Arizona and up the West Coast of Oregon. Nice. We talked nice. about all that as well. Yep. And, you know, again, Bandcamp, $1. I mean, come on. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. It helps support this kind of stuff. That's right. You want great music to keep coming from any band, you got to support them. Exactly. So, Redneck Nosferatu, Madewell, The Decomposed, get on their Facebook, like them, get on Bandcamp, Spotify, wherever they're at. You can find them, YouTube, pay for their music, and download it. Exactly. Show support. That's right. Well... We wanted to talk about this uh, Halata Fest. We've mentioned it a couple times. Yeah. But it's coming. It's getting closer here yes. in about a week and a half. The first, it's going to be two different days. The first date is February 4th. The second date is February 11th. Both both of these days are a Saturday, so you have no excuse if you're anywhere in the this area of the country. It's in Tulsa. So if you're Oklahoma City, Joplin, Wichita, Kansas City, Dallas, drive on over here. It's for a great cause. It is. Ten bucks gets you in the door, and it's a huge long list of bands. And that ten bucks goes straight to Casey Holada. Yes, and their son as well. It helps to pay for, you know, she's still got issues going on medically, and it helps you know pay for their expenses from John. So, we need you to come out there, support this. Ten bucks at the door. There's going to be people out there, you know, selling stuff. Or the proceeds also go to her. There's going to be auctions from yeah, they you got, know they got autog- all kinds of stuff going on yeah like autograph memorabilia all kinds of great stuff yeah so just run down this list real quick of the people on the fourth we got the revolutioners chuck cooley garrett heck sovereign dame fist of rage enslaved by fear machine in the mountain forever in disgust driver severmind grind and scream red mutiny i mean that's that's insane. That's an insane lineup. Yeah. It really is. And it's a, a, just a great way to honor John, uh, who we tragically lost on Christmas Day. Um, and, you know, we're going to do it upright and we're going to we're going to give him a great tribute. And it should be a uh, should be an amazing night uh, with some insane music. Yeah, definitely. And this will be the first Screw Red <clears throat> Mutiny performance with uh, Nick playing guitar. Yes. Mike Starkey, who's the original bassist, is coming back for this performance. Back on bass, yeah. And in the meantime, they've got, they're doing a search for another bassist, and 
we should mention when we were at that show, we talked to Sprout for quite a while because yeah, he was did. at that Punk Wars yeah. show as well. Yep. And he said they've narrowed it down to four people and it's looking like it's going to be a, a good fit no matter which way they go. So yeah, get out there. That'll be a one-time performance of that lineup because, you know, Mike Starkey is just filling in for this, you know, tribute, which exactly. makes perfect sense that he's doing that. Yeah. Then the next week, the 11th, I know that the Joint Effect is doing a show. Mm-hmm. And of course, that'll have Tony Hinton on drums, and I'm not sure who's playing guitar, but yeah. I know that Sprout's doing some some of the vocals I read. I'm not, and someone else's as well. And then I know Blackwater Rebellion's playing that day. A couple other bands. Sprout's doing an acoustic set. So there's not a couple other bands. There's several other bands. It's like yeah, this list, but we'll bring. Um, we'll talk more about Revenge. Yeah. Okay. There's uh, I, I don't have the list right in front of me, but that's going to be a great one too. Yeah. Yeah, as we get closer to that, we'll mention more about that. But once again, February 4th, the Shrine Halata Fest benefit for John Halata Gathering of Musical Family. Very much uh, need to give a shout out to Steve Murdoch. Oh, yeah. Because he's, you know, I know tons of people are involved in this, but I know he's kind of spearheaded all this. and Exactly. You know, put all this together, endless work. So Steve Murdoch always puts on good shows. And this, of course, will be the best of them all. Definitely. Well, we got anything else for, hey, before we get into this interview. Okay. Iron Maiden tickets just went on selling pre-sale. What in the hell? We never even talked about this last week, did we? For some reason. Uh, did, that, we, uh, did we know last week? Well, I think we knew that they had announced the dates. Oh, okay. Wow, we're slipping. Yeah. Well, the point is Maiden <laughs> announced new U.S. dates and shockingly... There was like eight or something shows in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of any time since Bruce Dickinson has been back in the band that they've done that many shows. And, yeah. You know, this many shows in America at all, but yeah. that many in this area of the country. They're always East Coast and West Coast, and you'll get something like Chicago or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this last run they had, they, it must have been just an enormous response. So they just said, fuck it, let's just do it everywhere yeah because there's something i don't know you know besides the tulsa they did like tacoma and a couple other cities that mm -hmm. they hadn't done since the 80s yeah and um, oklahoma city is the same way that they're playing and then they're hitting three in dallas or no dallas and texas (laughs) yeah or is it two dallas san antonio and houston i think yeah and then they're hitting nebraska kansas city and forgetting something else st louis yeah st louis yeah yeah so all this in this area of the country so it's pretty pretty huge i know we're going to oklahoma city and dallas yes we definitely are if it strikes our fancy we may even go to kansas city let's do it yeah these are all throughout (laughs) you know they're spread out throughout june and july so yeah we'll make it happen exactly so yeah if you're an iron maiden fan and for some reason you have not seen that which i don't know how pre-sale is already underway and the tickets go on sale this Friday. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Well, I think we should shut up and get into this one. Yeah, roll it. Yeah, this is Lola Henderson from Redneck Nosferatu. Oh, 
Manson, Charlie Manson got hospitalized. So he oh, really? Oh, no, he's morning. about to go, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I came to ask you guys a bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> what about you? Good New Year so far? Yeah, I had a pretty good New Year so far. Yeah. yeah, got a lot going, a lot ahead of me, I guess, for the next couple of months. So yeah. the calendar's pretty full, yeah, for sure. I'm going to be playing a lot of shows out of town. Got a tour coming up. Yeah. Oh, so you guys already have a tour Another one, schedule. yeah. Uh-huh. When's that kick off? Uh, we're going out in, was it March, early April? So I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to go hit Texas and then have a, another tour later in the year. Go to the East Coast. So is the one in March west this time? Yeah, west. We're going to, we, uh, last time we went up through Albuquerque, Flagstaff, up through Vegas, and then we went up to Reno and then up to the northwest. And it, was an awesome trip up until like the rain just started pummeling us like right when we got to the northwest so <laughs> not a yeah everything was pretty great though i mean it was, it was pretty pretty fun we went for 10 days and you know uh every day was every day was nice and sunny you got to shake a lot of your hands and you know it was pretty great nice little travel experience too so and i love traveling with my guys you know we spend like I I spend like two or three days a week with them. You know, we practice like twice, twice or three times a week. So, um, every week. <laughs> yeah. So we spent a lot of time together, and it was just a blast. Like the entire time on tour, so it's just like I was really stoked on that. Weren't cool. you from Northwest? Yeah, I was from Oregon. We ended up playing like a. So did you play a hometown show or? Uh, yeah, or we got no? to we got to play with <laughs> we got to play this incredible like Dutch like. Uh, I guess death thrash metal band, I guess, and they they were absolutely incredible. It was basically a thrash and death metal show, which is probably one of the best things you can go to in Portland. I mean, Portland's known for its metal, so it's like yeah. if you're gonna go see some metal, it's in Portland. I mean, got spoiled with stuff like Bolt Thrower coming through like every uh every year and stuff, or like you know you ever look at a tour uh sheet and it's just like oh man, I can't believe the band's coming to town. They they only go to Portland, New York, maybe Texas, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Like you get really spoiled with that out there, for sure. I had some great memories. Oh gosh, yeah. But yeah, it was pretty pretty great going through there. Their best show though was out in um, actually one of our one of our best shows between like Flagstaff and uh, actually actually Reno was Montana. It was incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. It was it was packed, sold out, just awesome show, and we played with. Uh, Originally, I'm from Arizona. I guess that's where, like, I started playing music was out there. So uh, a lot of old friends that, you know, play in bands from Arizona came up to Montana as well for a big show. And we all just played it together, had a blast, got to see old friends. People flew out from all over the place. It was just really cool. So that was great. <laughs> but I had some pretty fun shows. So were a lot of them, did you do headline gigs or were a lot of them, or did you get on other shows that... It kind of depended. I mean, like we uh, we we recorded some tracks for an album, and then we actually didn't get them until the day before we were going to leave on tour. So we didn't really have anything to oh, show wow. anybody online. Yeah. So we were able to do like a DIY tour without any music to show. It was weird. I mean, I wouldn't. I was surprised how many venues took the gamble, and they and when they did, it really was awesome. You know, we had a good time and. Um, now we're in the process of, I guess, re-recording everything. Like, now I'm singing and stuff for the band. And so, um, 
now we're just going to go ahead and just re-record it. Re-record all of it. Um, and that'll be coming up within the next month. So we'll be a little bit more prepared for <laughs> going out on the road because, like, nobody would heard us before. And, yeah, we were, head, like, I guess headlining our tour. Um, yeah, but we picked up some dates with some old friends. And uh, there was one, I guess, date when we got up to the Northwest. We were supposed to play in Eugene. It didn't work out. So we just started hitting up all the random, like, grind and whatever was going on shows around the area and jumped on a really fun punk rock show in Eugene that just immediately smelled like a bong. Like, the whole town did when we got out of the car. That was, it was so weird. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a totally different world up there, I guess, and yeah. from being uh, out here. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. But it totally did. I and mean, we had a great time there, too. It was just a great experience. Uh Definitely one of the most fun tours I've ever been on, that's for sure. Like, but uh, Yeah, I can't wait to go back out on the road again, for sure. But we're just going to go up through uh, California this time. We missed it completely this last tour, and like, I was kind of bummed out about that because that's kind of a home base, too. I've lived all over the country, and a lot of places uh, that I really enjoyed playing was around California, so can't wait to go back there. But yeah, can't wait. 2017, man. So, so you're singing now. How did that, how did that come about? Well, our singer, uh, that wasn't like in the direction of where it was going with the band. Uh, you don't want to do it anymore after we got back from our tour. I've never sang in a band like other than maybe backups when I was 18, which seemed, uh, pretty easy because you're just screaming mm-hmm. about how much you didn't like the government and stuff. <laughs> That's really easy. <laughs> But this was just like, you know, I'd done a little bit more backups in, in, uh, in, Red, in Redneck Nasaratu and like, uh, was getting more comfortable with it. But unfortunately, we still had a show three days uh, after he decided to leave. So he decided he didn't want to go with any more shows. Um, and so like, yeah, that gave me three days to play Packed wow. House and OKC with not only... <laughs> some great doom bands, but one of my friends was in the band as well. So it was already nerve wracking, you know, cause he was a musician, you know, that I have a lot of respect for. So it was just like already nerve wracking as it was, but I had to go out with, you know, sheets of lyrics in front of me and just like go for it. I had no other choice and it worked and we've been just practicing, practicing, practicing. And it ended up really turning out, I guess, for the better. Maybe, you know, it's something new to me and I really like doing it. So, you know, but, uh, was that like decided, like, that day within yeah that was it like, nope hey, i was like you're out or... yeah i mean if you don't want to do it I and mean, we don't have time you know we really didn't like have time to find a new singer uh we didn't really want to either i mean we all get along pretty well and it was just kind of like well shoot you know i can't you know can't force somebody to do something they don't want to do if it doesn't make them happy and like you know uh i wanted to be happy and keep going with stuff so yeah we just took it over and like um it, it, I don't know, like, I've been just having, like, a lot of fun doing that, you know, it's just, like, you know, it maybe it's beside me that I didn't know it was there, but I think it's, like, uh, like I said, it's different, and I think it's kind of cool to, like, have, like, a chick friend and band out here, you know, there's a couple out here that are just like, really talented singer and musicians, but so, uh, so far I haven't seen many hardcore ones, so I think that that's just, like, cool, you know, like, something I would want to see, so I guess that's the point, you know? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, all of our stuff's like, you know, chopping up dead girls and like, yeah, it's hard not to giggle sometimes when we sing our stuff because it's so ridiculous and so like, I mean, I love it. It's all, it's, you know, totally like, with, I mean, it's the same thing Danzig's, that came talk, Danzig's talking about, but like, it's just funny to hear a girl singing it, I guess, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, mostly serial killers, like like a horror movie, totally chopping up dead girls and stuff like that. I think we have a song that's basically called that. And um, yeah, so also going through the process of like having to sing all those songs, you know, I had to also, you know, uh, actually see, you know, as a bass player before, it was kind of like, you know, I do care. I would definitely want to know the concept of the lyrics of a band that I'm in, you know, for sure. But I mean, admittedly, no, I don't think I've ever, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, I didn't, I, uh, I didn't know, but yeah, it was, uh, it brought, definitely brought me out of my shell quite a bit, like, for sure, like, as a musician, and I guess as a person, too, because it's just, like, can't believe that I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so there's never a hard time to sing and play at the same time? Really hard. Like, yeah. the first, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> really hard because, it, like I said, it was definitely something new. I've been playing bass for a long time, but I think I'm, you know, sometimes just like any musician, I can get really set in my ways doing certain things and, like, man. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a changeover for me, but it took a lot of practice, and um, I'm still practicing. I'm still learning, uh, and, you know, with the guys and stuff like that, it's really cool that, you know, we can get together so much and, like, work on things and be really open about changing things and you know everybody gets a pretty pretty solid input i guess creatively with the band but most most of the songs that were written by our guitar player uh, jordan i mean it's just like a jewel i'm telling you like everything you're it, mostly all this stuff started as country songs yeah so like uh we can slow them down and play them as country songs as well you know we've even been talking about doing that like recently like going and doing just acoustic versions of our set you know just going and playing around like little country bars and stuff mm-hmm. and um why not you know but uh yeah they just keep we just kind of spin around just turn a punk you know yeah. get them faster and like crunch up a bit so i'll just yeah but uh yeah it's been it's been a journey it's been a it's been a ride i mean we've only really been at it as the lineup that we have now a couple of months and then i've only been in this band for probably less than a year now so mm-hmm. it's kind of flown by but still new you know yeah yeah so when you're going to re-record the stuff, are you just re-recording the vocals or recording all the music as we, well? We decided probably just to go for like the whole thing and start fresh, you know. Um, I, I've changed tuning a little bit as well, you know. Like, I like that really, like, beefy, like, you know, bass tone and stuff like that. But it's just, like, we had to go up, I guess. Uh, we had to go back to, I guess, standard tuning and... Um, so it might as well, you know, we did try to do a couple tracks like over what we had before. It just did not sound right. And it felt weird too, to like just re-record over somebody, you know what I mean? Their yeah. work wasn't, you know, their, their work was, you know, relevant too. So yeah, I, I don't know how I'd feel about that, but bands do it and that's their, that's their choice to do that. But um, yeah, I just think it'd be better just to redo the whole thing, something that we're all really, really, really happy with. And um, yeah, yeah be more comfortable and make you more confident on the road too. It's just like, you know, here's what we have where like, I think before, like just something seemed like it was missing and now we have it. So yeah. Yeah. It's easier to get behind. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're a lot more ready to go with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and recording sounds like fun now instead of, you know, a chore and like, she never feel that way. She never feel like a chore, something you should want to do. It's, you know, it's your spare time. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. Like re-recording's going to be sick. Like, I love recording. I love sitting there and just like push, like looking at buttons and seeing like the whole process of it. I've always loved it. But with this band, it's like, yeah, I'm proud of what we're playing and it is great. So, uh, 
Yeah. I can't wait to another play of a show. We got a lot of shows coming up too. We got a show like this Friday, the first shop, and we're going up to OKC to play with Mothership. But I, have you heard those guys before? Yeah, yeah. We saw we saw them in uh, Dallas back yeah. in August. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah they're really they're amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited, and I also love playing in OKC as well. We play quite a bit of shows out there, so. But uh, I cannot wait to see those guys. I'm so excited. We're all so excited. I can't cannot wait to uh, play that show. And um, and it's cool too because it's gonna be kind of a mix. You know, I I per I don't prefer it, but I like it when there's shows where it's just like kind of like you kind of got like a doomy rocker band and like you know. A, you know, a hardcore band and just like everything, it doesn't flow together that well, but it is like different, you know, you get like yeah. a different experience, so, like all sorts of different, you get turned on to new things maybe a little bit better that way. Whereas like it's, you know, you get repetitive, you, same punk bands will play together and the same hardcore bands will play together and, you know, it's kind of nice when it gets a little bit more diverse that way. So I like it. I'm excited about it. So. Well, all the stuff I've known that you've been a part of before this was all heavy heavy metal so yes like, so what <laughs> and i know you've likely been a punk fan your whole life but what brought you into playing this or have you played oh, in punk bands before now i i played in yeah. punk bands um i started playing music like shows and stuff like that probably about s between 15 and 16 oh okay and uh at that time or around that time i'd probably well, i moved out to the phoenix area uh and I just started really hitting it with the shows and stuff. I got into a band um, that played a lot of the venues out there. And we were opening up for some bigger gigs. And things were going pretty well. I mean, for being that age and, like, being exposed to that, that was really cool. And uh, from there, I went to, I guess, thrash. <laughs> like, more of a thrash, hard, more thrash hardcore scene. I, I feel like, you know, thrash metal and stuff on bass was, like, will always be my favorite stuff to play like it was you know a little bit I was influenced by a lot of that stuff when I was younger too like like Metallica you know and uh you know like like Cliff Burton and stuff you know I'd sit there and be like how did he do that how does he do that that's so cool and like um you know I didn't really have access to like a lot of stuff like tabs they really weren't online like they are now so I like really just sit there and like try to learn it by ear and so like I just really love thrash metal so I did that for a couple years. I did some tours around the West Coast and um, uh, went out to, I think I went back to Arizona for a little while, played in Doom Band for a pretty hot minute. Uh, played a couple of shows with like, uh, played with Sour Vein, played with the Northside Kings with that band too as well. That was really fun. That was actually on the same night. Um, and then went back to... Oh, it was like a whole life story, right? I went back to, uh, yeah, I went back to Arizona, I did that. And then somewhere between moving to the East Coast and getting away from everything, I decided I was going to move to Portland and I really wanted to get back into playing music. So, um, and that felt like a really great place to do that. You know, like I was exposed to like a lot of other metal musicians. I was also exposed to like a lot of like other female musicians and stuff like that that were around my age that had already been touring in metal and stuff like that. And like already had uh, a lot of influence, I guess, you know, or like and also like a lot of positive encouragement and stuff to get back into it. So, um, and that was around the time that I got, you know, back with, I guess, or into with the whole Graves at Sea thing. And that was 
doom metal, you know, sludge and stuff. And, uh, that was just a big part of my life. You know, I love doom and I, I love playing heavy metal and, you know, actually right now I'm being the drummer of, uh, Redneck Nosferatu or, you know, kind of planning a thrash side project just because we both love metal so much. Like we are just like total, you know, uh, I guess like a little Hesher kids and stuff in the band, you know, like always like headbanging and stuff, you know, to, or in between breaks we're always, you know, or he's always playing like thrash and thrash and like, you know, kind of grind and deep beat stuff. So, um, they were huge fans of that. So, uh, with punk, it's like, it just, I had been asked by uh, the guitar player Clovis, who's one of my oldest friends, to like, come by and check it out. And I'd seen them before, and they were, I was kind of like, I liked it, you know? I thought they were, I thought they were pretty cool. Um, I guess I went downtown lounge a couple of times. Mm -hmm. They played there a bit. They'd been around for a while, but uh, yeah, I just kind of clicked. Like, you know, I played a couple shows with them. Um, and I just, yeah, I just felt right, you know, I felt like I was playing with my friends and I feel like these days that that's uh, the best thing for you because it's like, you know, it, like I said, it's like it's your time and, you know, uh, it's it's like a luxury these days to be in a band and be a musician, you know, it's, it is expensive. Touring is, you know, kind of spendy and then on top of that, if you want to uh, get widespread with it there's a lot of other things that come along with that too like management and like you know all those kinds of things and if you can all do it yourselves and that's how we've been getting done so far we've just been making our own shirts and doing everything ourselves so if you can pull that off by yourself and you're all getting along for the most part yeah why not you know so um that's kind of what got me back into the punk thing it was just kind of like it uh i was angry <laughs> about stuff i guess i had kind of a rough couple of years and it was, uh, it felt like kind of like, you know, good though. It felt like it was the right thing for me. Like it was good for me and stuff like that. I was able to like, you know, whatever aggression I had leaning towards situations that were going on in my life. Like, you know, I had like an outlet for it, you know, and that's what got me into playing music in the first place is that outlet. So started with punk, definitely went to metal and then, you know, <laughs> here I am back into punk. So whatever, like. Um, but it does have, like I said, like a little bit more of a metal element as well. So, uh, me and Dustin are, uh, yeah, 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 again, huge fans of that. So there's definitely a harder edge to it. I wouldn't really, um, since we do have like a horror theme, I guess, like all of our stuff's like horror, uh, about horror movies or, uh, like, again, <laughs> cheesy, like serial killer, like, you know, stab mode songs, you know, like, um, but, like, at the same time, we do have, like, a little bit more of, like, a thrash, I guess, thrashier, um, what's the word, uh, influence, I guess. So, uh, it's just a mix, you know, and it works. So, and we're happy of it and we're proud. We just like to play it, you know, whether it's in front of five people or 500 people or, you know, it's great. It's a good, great time, you know, so. We'll see what happens, I guess, within, we'll probably be working on the thrash stuff maybe more towards spring with me and Dustin and a couple other of his friends. And, uh, yeah, 2017 is going to rip it up. Like, I, I can't wait. Like, I, you know, um, I definitely feel like the next couple of years are going to be expanding quite a bit with the music community and stuff. And it seems like bands are getting better and better, you know, as uh, friends that I've already made out here that are in bands. I mean, they keep getting bigger and bigger shows and it's just like, yes, it's great. 
more bands are coming through here. I mean, just what last year we had Iron Maiden mm-hmm. and Black yeah. Sabbath and almost King Diamond. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> it's like uh, so bad. That was oh, a heartbreaker. That was. I was actually. <laughs> that was gonna be my birthday present to myself, oh, and uh, I'd say like one of my biggest influences of all time is Merciful Fate and King Diamond. Yeah. So like. And Abigail, I remember a couple years ago, all these bands were coming out with like, you know, like Morbid Angel did it. They came out, we're going to do Covenant in its entirety. And I was just like, all these bands are coming out doing their like hits, you know. And I was like, man, what if King Diamond, because he'd done like a couple, you know, uh, runs and stuff, which was incredible. But I was like, man, what if, give anything to see Abigail in its entirety, like (laughs) once in my life. And couldn't get the ticket. I don't know if you guys ended up. I know they canceled down in Texas because I tried mm, to get it down yeah. there too, and no, I couldn't not get to see King Diamond. That did not happen. At least not the Abigail tour. Well, we were but, going to that show. We actually had an interview with Matt Thompson, the drummer. The drummer. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, lined up. Well, so that it, was a bummer too. It, oh. it was like, first of all, I mean, I I was just stoked that he was on tour. Then he comes to Tulsa. Yeah. And I, and then he canceled. I'm like, God, that'll probably never happen now. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, who knows, but I was just, it sucked. I heard that he, like, tried to come through here before, and somebody earlier on, when it was announced, was like, don't get your hopes up, because he's canceled out here before. <laughs> yeah. And I was so mad, because I felt, I was like, don't you curse me that way. It's like, <laughs> I had people calling me, like, I remember, too, like, I woke up to phone calls, and t- my phone was blowing up, because they were like, oh, my, all my friends from all over the coast, mm-hmm. and even in town here, were like... Abigail, <laughs> what's <Yeah>. happening? <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll do another tour, but you probably won't get lucky. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Abigail. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But anything's but, better than nothing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's just, you know, like there has been a little bit more of a little bit. I, I've noticed since I've been here, I've been out here for maybe two years now, and I've seen a lot more of a focus on Tulsa. You know, um, there's been quite a bit more bands. I had a few ba- friends come through here too. So I'm just like, come check it out. Like, you know, if you're coming up from Texas or um, you're on the 40, uh, Oklahoma City, stop. You know, come out to Tulsa. It's a couple hours, you know, uh, north of that. Uh, it's an, it is a cool spot to hit, you know. Uh, and there are great venues here. And there's some killer bands, you know. Um, but, uh Hopefully, hopefully that keep the momentum where that keeps going, you know, I mean, to come back with Wolves, like, I can't believe that they played here. Yeah. Um, I was working, I think, that night, so I didn't go. I definitely could not believe that they were here, though. I was just so like, oh, like, you know, people <laughs> had never had a chance to see Iron Maiden before, you know, it was like not going to happen or you'd really have to go out of your way. So, man, yeah, I'm definitely a. Team Tulsa right now, like, I can't believe that uh, things are growing like they are, you know. So I'm just hoping for the best for everybody and um, definitely seeing, like, a an up in morale, you know, with everybody yeah. playing around town. Yeah. So Yeah, I've noticed that from just doing this in the last couple of years, how yeah. much, like you said, how many good quality, not just the amount of bands, but how many that are actually really great. Yeah. That people don't even know about. Yeah. So and it's just it really is a cool shame. that it's starting up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's starting to pick up, and maybe that's just because I'm paying more attention than I was two or three years ago. Right, but, right. Yeah. No, it definitely is. I mean, from an outsider looking in, I'm a total outsider, you know, coming in, coming here. Um, but, uh, yeah, from somebody that's had, like, experience with this, like, outside of here, and, you know, definitely being spoiled by it, you know, since I've been out here, I've just seen such a great, like, progression of it, and that, like, feels better, you know what I mean? 
um, in a lot of ways. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got bands out here like Farmer Discuss are tearing it up. They keep yeah. getting on great shows, and um, you know, Senior Fellows has played some fests out here. I just saw them for their CD release show. They crushed it, you know. Um, yeah, Reigns is incredible too. I mean, they just like they keep it just keeps building and building and building, and more bands I think keep coming back here as well. You know, I think uh, a lot of the older bands, I guess, old school dudes and stuff from like the metal communities, and you know, they played out here what, like 10, 15 years ago, and they didn't ever want to come back because of some experience they had or whatever. People yeah. are getting over it, you know. Like, I guess the same thing could be said about Phoenix when I was out there. Sometimes bands are like, "It's too hot." That's that's a better excuse though. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hot. But it's just like, yeah, people were like, "Not didn't have a good experience there," and they came back, and it was just like, "Oh, this is really cool." So. That's just something you got to build on, and everybody, um, the more people have, like, a better morale about things moving forward, the better, like, they'll come together and, like, make those things, those wheels start turning more and more. So, you know, I'm definitely hoping for that over this next year, um, to see that, more of that, I guess, you know, because uh, it's, it's just been a good build-up so far. So. Do you think there's a good punk scene around here? I mean, I know the metal scene's great. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, the biggest Um, festival, like, like for street punk, that one of the biggest, I don't want to say the biggest, I, like, definitely don't want to misquote that, but uh, it is a big one, and this town, for four days out of the year, is just overrun with, like, all these little punk kids all over the place, like, I've worked, uh, I think, two or three of them now, and uh, just, just for bands and stuff, like, doing merch, or actually working for Vanguard, and um, so it's cool to see. I mean, that's that's uh, that's been pretty big buzz, and I just I just read the lineup for that um, yesterday. They just they started announcing bands for that, and it's already just like wow, cool. You know, like I can't can't believe you get this band out here and this band. Um, but yeah, I feel like in a lot of ways too, you got a couple bands out here that have been around for a long time. Like, yeah, like Merlin Mason, they've been around for a while, and there's there's some bands that you know there's a couple. Bands that I've seen punk-wise are starting to come back out here because of that festival. Um, I definitely give credit to that, you know. Some more bands are coming out. Um, but, I like, yeah, I'd like to see that thrive, too, you know. Like, uh, it's all music and forms. There's such creative, intelligent people out here. Um, and, yeah, they do get overlooked. You know, a lot of talent does get overlooked because uh, uh, people are going to be looking at what's going on up in Oregon. They're going to be looking, you know, what's going do- uh, down in the south and, you know... Uh, and Texas is bigger metropolitan cities, you know, for uh, bigger bands and stuff. And there's still always been really high quality stuff in the Midwest, you know. So, but again, it just gets overlooked and it's a little bit hard. But as long as people keep trying and, you know, keep going at it, then yeah, you, you will get recognition. And, you know, that's, um, uh, you know, Normandies are incredible too. I love playing. We've been playing with more punk bands, especially recently, but... Uh, we played a lot with a, a couple shows now with the Normandies, and they are just amazing, you know? Like, I can't wait for those guys to uh, blow up or reach whatever goals that they have, you know, as a band and stuff. Um, they're great people, too. So, uh, yeah, I, I just have a good uh, positive, I guess, outlook on it, you know, so far. It's just all it's got to be, you know, it's all in what, how much work you can put into it, you know, what your resources are as well, you know? So um, hopefully, you know, over this year, too, everybody can just, like, start getting along and, you know, sharing the small spaces that we have because, you know, it's not really productive to, like, uh, have, like, personal things come in between, you know, getting more bands and stuff out here, you know. 
I, I see more of the bands around here getting along nowadays yeah. than, they, than they used to. Yeah. Like 15 years ago so, or ago or so when I was playing out, everybody was just, it was just shit talk all over the place. So, and that's refreshing to see now. Everybody just loves everybody. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. For sure. I mean, I think there's always going to be an element of shit talking because it is competitive <laughs> and, you know, band people kind of suck sometimes, you know, uh, I get some, oh my gosh, you know, I, I get all sorts of grief and I've had plenty of grief when it comes to playing in music and all that. And it has been kind of cutthroat, you know, like, um, I guess being a female musician, uh, I want to go into like a big diatribe or anything like that about it, but there has been aspects that would be harder and there has been other things that may, you know, I would never say would be easier, but it's just, it's a different experience, I guess, you know, because uh, it is a boys club. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, so, I mean, but for the most part, uh, it hasn't been bad. I mean, I've gotten to experience some great things too. And, you know, uh, as long as they keep like overlooking the irritating parts of it and kind of, you know, uh, every year growing a thicker and thicker skin, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not so bad. And I, you know, I just kind of like get snarkier and I better comebacks for it and stuff like that. But yeah, I do like that um, there's so many, like, different kinds of bands out here, you know, and this has been one of the most, like, inviting, uh, I guess, loving metal communities. It sounds so cheesy. I know I'm going to get, like, totally... <laughs> it's good, though. I'm, gonna awesome. be, I'm not going to get beat up for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I know they've always been really sweet to me, and they're some of my first friends out here, and they have just been, you know, just really supportive and uh, almost did that stint, I guess, with... Uh, smoke offering and that just kind of just didn't work out it was a um it was a no i just can't like i think it was just a timing conflict you know like it just was not a good time um and they ended up finding a bass player that was the right fit for them and it was just like oh okay you know and like we still all you know high fives and hugs you know it's like wasn't wasn't a big drama fest and that was just like a relief you know um but uh like i said i had like really positive like high hopes for everything i can't wait to start touring and playing more shows around town um i feel like there's going to be quite a bit more like punk bands and stuff popping up you know uh over this year and that's going to be really cool to see so more bands to play with and stuff like that um uh we uh we kind of don't really like try to pigeonhole ourselves into just playing with one genre too. Like I guess it's kind of going back to like how interesting it is, like open, you know, open doors and stuff like that. But then also, as Tulsa is growing, there's still not that many bands, <laughs> like local shows and stuff like that. You're not, you can't really be picky, but <laughs> um, yeah, for sure, I'm really excited. Well, I wanted to ask you, kind of brought it up, but one of the things I wanted to ask is you've toured a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, have you had a lot of instances where you've had to deal with bullshit from like promoters or other guys, guys oh, in other bands? Well, oh gosh, yeah, I mean, for it, sure. Like it. Is it something that you were able to get that thick skin pretty quick or was it hard at first? Well, that came from like a lot of experience. It started at, for me, like I guess the thick skin had to start when there'd be instances like I would be rolling, a, you know, my equipment in and they'd be like, no girlfriends. Like, ah. 
okay. Like, you're just like, what? And then, you know, no merch girls, like, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And, or I'd be considered the merch girl or whatever. And that's not an insult, you know, it's a, it's a job too, but it was just kind of like, uh, a little they bit. automatically go to that. Yeah, they automatically went to that. So it was kind of, uh. Not to cut you off, but you know, Sean from White Zombie, the name of her book. No, uh-uh, no, I I'm with the band. Yeah, yeah. that's, it's, <laughs> you have to explain yeah. that quite a bit, yeah. yeah. That does become your first, sometimes yeah. it, it becomes your first thing when you, when you go in and, uh, but there was uh, quite a few years of that, uh, you know, stuff with, uh, promoters and getting crap from that, um, there's, there's stories, but I don't know how cool it is to tell those stories, you know, with those past bands and stuff, you know, like I don't want to put them in any kind of negative light or whatever, but it's just like, oh, I've seen things, you know, not getting paid, you know, um, in one of my bands, I guess we'll say, like, uh, we've been, we played a show in San Francisco and, uh, they wanted to, we sold out show and we played with this other band, uh, the Spirit and, just huge just got like I, I was playing on the floor and there's people like in my face you know like just had to keep going you know like it was it was packed wall to wall and we were trying to get paid at the end of the night and the asses is split like you know a re- like 50 bucks or something <laughs> and we were just like we were on tour you know and um that's not what we were guarantee was i'll just say that our guarantee was not that and so when we confronted the you know uh, manager of the place like turned into like almost a big fight because they were trying to like pay the dj like some like two or three hundred dollars or something and i was like there wasn't one <laughs> it's just stuff like that I mean, this garbage you know <laughs> like oh <laughs> uh, yeah there's like i came downstairs and there's almost like a bra- brawl between like all these dudes with bushy huge beards and just tall like doomer dudes and just like they're all about to go down it's just it, it was hilarious a sight to see but um uh, there's just like a competitive thing too that it's just you know amongst musicians and um, for the most part, uh, yeah. I mean, having to wheel your gear in is kind of a nuisance. But I mean, over the years, I've just kind of been like, I'm a little bit, you know. I just go in there and I'm in. I just I carry myself differently now, maybe too. So it's just kind of like I make my presence known when I walk in, and I'm definitely in this band. So, um, or I'll I have fun with it. You know, that's been helpful too. It's like, you gotta, you gotta make a joke out of it. That's sometimes like, you know, or have fun with them. You know, I've had kids come up to me and assume that I was the merch girl and I'd sold them stuff. And it was like, we were headlining a, you know, a big show and it was just like, they had no idea that I was in the band at all. And then I'd get up there and be like, why is the merch girl setting up the chords for the, wait, <laughs> you just like see the look on their face, like kind of just change and, you know, because, yeah, I mean, it, there are a lot of musicians that are females, but, I mean, in the extreme music community, not as much. You know what I mean? Like, in, um, in Doom, like, when the last band that I was playing in, there was a lot more. But when I first started out with that stuff, oh, no. Like, there was no, like, women, like, at all that I could think of other than that were already you know uh, what like electric wizard and stuff like that that i yeah, there's a well i there are bands but they weren't as many you know like there was only a, a handful of females that like i knew of that like played bass or guitar or whatever that in that genre of music so like uh 
like they were big influences as well but it gets it got lonely i guess or it can because it's just like you know i get really excited when i get around you know other female musicians and stuff like that because i'm just like hey buddy you know we can talk shit about all the guy stuff and you know you run into them on tours and stuff like that too uh I had a girlfriend that, you know, uh, I always was really excited to see on the road because, you know, we could vent, you know, about all the stuff we were dealing with. And, you know, you know it's just like the I've been really fortunate to like be surrounded with like some really incredible badass, like, you know, uh, women that were involved in metal and that were involved in punk and uh, over the years became my friends, you know, other than just being a total fangirl. Like, it's like, oh, you know, I can actually hit them up when I'm having a bad day or whatever. But um actually talk and go back and forth with quite a few as well, you know, just like personally, just like, you know, about uh I guess our band drama. <laughs> you know, the stuff that we deal with and uh, you know uh how much the guys suck and it's all like yeah, it's just all good fun. We don't really feel that way, but it's you know, it's um it's nice to have that since it is a it is a minority against the majority of you know most men yeah most most dudes and bands are dudes <laughs> you know so uh but things have gotten a lot more diverse it's not as bad as it was it's like you know maybe i'd say 10 years ago i've been at this for if i started with 15 i'm 31 now so about half my life doing this and in the beginning no it was not like that at all and uh even then it was still progressive what was that like Clinton era, like yeah. still trying to get progressive, but um, now it's uh, definitely see a lot more, a lot more girls out there, and they're tough, and you know, just it's just badass. It's something that I'm proud to be a part of, and you know, I try my best to uh, be a better example towards younger girl musicians as well. I used to volunteer actually for like a little while, like helping out like kids and stuff, like learn how to play instruments and, you know, like basically like school rock type stuff and um, did lessons and stuff like that a while back with kids. And I just, you know, like, I think we need more of them. And it was a big, I know for a fact is like, I could go on and complain for like hours about all my grievances of, you know, the things and the ups and downs that I've been through, like playing music, but, um, it was such a good outlet for me. It kept me out of so much trouble, you know, aside from whatever fights, whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know, ruffian stuff we were doing, but yeah, it kept me, uh, out of trouble, you know, it like kept me like grounded in a way and like, you know, I don't know where I would be without it now. And, um, like it's 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 i feel like it's a better outlet like arts and schools and stuff like that is almost like obsolete so it's like um for kids that like need that outlet and music and stuff like that yeah i just i i like to try and like get be as positive as i can to people that are getting into it you know like everything from kids to like you know uh, people that have never picked up a guitar i'm always trying to sucker my girlfriends into like you know try to play guitar or encourage them you know whatever they're like oh i want to sing in a bit do it <laughs> like please you know like hang out with me you know <laughs> um uh, so yeah that's been I've, I, the progression of things has gotten better i guess is my whole point like we started rambling there but like um things have gotten a lot better uh there's a lot less to complain about i guess i think people are starting to like really like um see that it isn't so like like, we don't have cooties, I guess, you know, like, 
um, a lot of the stigmas are starting to disappear, I guess, that, like, you know, a women musician or, like, mean or whatever. I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's so many stereotypes. I don't even know where to start. But a lot of stereotypes seem to be going away. It's a lot more accepted, you know. People get excited about it and stuff like that. And that's cool, you know. Well, you went overseas with Graves at Sea, right? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. Europe? Yeah. Like, oh, do yeah. you have any great memories of, like, great shows or anything <sighs> from any of those? Yeah, for sure. Like, we we started that tour, and it's weird because it's, like, a couple years ago now, you know? Like, they're still, they're still going. Um, I think we got, like, I think they're in some kind of thing for best album or whatever, and that was the stuff that I was playing with them on, so that was great, but... Um, we started that tour in Denmark, in Copenhagen. So we got off the plane and went directly to uh, this large venue slash, they called them squats, but it was more like uh, like little hostels with like really nice hotel beds, like tight beds and clean linens. And so it wasn't, I went out there kind of scared. Like when I heard like the plane squats thing, I was like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm, I'll do it. You know, I want to go to Europe and I really like what we're playing and stuff, but okay. Like this, I have no, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but, uh, we played with, uh, at the heavy days in Doomtown, uh, which was a big festival out in Copenhagen. And I remember reading the lineup for it like a couple months before we went out and it was with like Pagan Altar and Conan and like just some of like the biggest bands that were out there. And, that it was a four-day festival that we headlined which was like i've never i've played in front of a lot of people but that place was three stories high like in every story was packed wow it was incredible and to be like in denmark and you know having such like a heavy like big i'm getting just chills even just thinking about it it was just an incredible experience and uh we went on a 30-day tour with Meth Drinker, and they were our support for that tour, which was this band from New Zealand that just crushed it. They were just incredible. Like, I almost, like, there was some nights on tour. I think it was kind of when, like, my bass stuff started. I started getting insecure. Like, I was just like, man, these guys are so good. Like, why are, like, they should be headlining. I shouldn't say that. But, I mean, they they were just so good. They were really nice guys, and... Uh, we were a four piece, they were a three piece, and we all just kind of went around all of Europe together. And um, every show we played was just badass, you know, like every country we went to. It was just, I never thought, I guess that was kind of my end goal. I, I, I thought that that was my biggest like goal in life as a musician was to tour in Europe someday. And uh, to get any opportunity to do that was just like, oh man one of the best experiences of my life, like, for sure. Like, we went through uh, all of uh, all, well, all of Germany. We played most of our dates in Germany. Um, those those shows were incredible as well. We had, like, a little bit of a, a little bit of drama <laughs> going out there um, with Antifa. Like, uh, our guitar player had worn a shirt that was, like, from a band called, I think, Noctomistium in like 2007 and since it was a cult following type bands um uh, people would go back and there was definitely photos of them that had circulated from way back in the day that you know and somebody found a picture of him wearing the shirt and then we got labeled as 
racist, like national socialist black metal fans yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here like, oh no, like <laughs> our band was not the con- it was a doom. It was Sledge and Doom. So all of our con- well, the content of our lyrics was not racist or like anything. It was a full political anyway. It was a for against anything. We as people, I mean, we all look like a bunch of rednecks. I get it. But we weren't, you know, we didn't, like, I've covered peace punk tattoos and stuff like that. I remember the band was, actually. Uh, and we definitely weren't racist. So, like, that, that was tough. That was one of the scary, that made it scary because we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. And, like, having that kind of, like, mark against you circulating while you're in a country, like, completely on another end of the world from everything that you know. And, like everybody in that country thinks something about you that's not true and you can't even like language explain like why you didn't feel that way um and it was a misunderstanding but at the same time like it was kind of like a little bit of an eye-opener like maybe a little bit more humbling because where I come from I could put my crafts record next to you know whatever record I wanted to nobody listened to Slayer and whatever I wanted like I loved extreme metal and some of it was pretty taboo and like to us, it was like, haha, you know, we didn't like, I didn't get emotionally attached to what they were saying. You know, I didn't, uh, I'm not saying I listen to racist stuff. I, I will not do that. But like, uh, that's what made it ironic as well, you know, because it was just like, like, it was just, we we're corny, like, not corny, but like, we're all like into corny metal and stuff. And like, this is, you know, we had a, another festival that we were supposed to play and that got canceled. Uh, there was a couple places that we had to go into where we had to get like permission to go into first. So it was, uh, yeah, it was ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got into Poland. I think that was one of the, one of the scarier ones because our shows with some, a couple of our shows had to be moved to like different areas. And, um, yeah. Cause I mean, that was, it was going on blogs that we couldn't see or have access to. You know, we had no way to defend ourselves. We just kind of went blindly through Europe and just hoped for the best because like, we couldn't stop the rumors. Like, we couldn't, like, do anything about it. And, like, um, and we also knew that we weren't, you know. So it was kind of one of those things that's, like, we don't even know how where to begin. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even know how, like, other than just, like, have people ask us questions and just be honest back, you know, if they had anything to ask us about, we, you know say how we felt and you know that no that was not true that we weren't like that at all like we you know and we weren't a bunch of cowboys like you know we just uh you know we're all nice people couldn't couldn't be sweeter you know um but i think like poland is one of the worst though because it was just like i had a kid like spit at me mm-hmm. <laughs> and called me a fascist and like a racist and stuff and i was just like whoa like I can't believe this is happening, but for the most part, aside from that, we still met, like, some of the coolest people around the world, literally, and people came in from all over the world for that Heavy Days in Doomtown Festival, and then also, as well, I got to play with Pagan Alter, uh, who, you know, their singer had passed away, was it last year? Um, That was one of my favorite bands, like, growing up, like, for sure, like, uh, I've always kind of, like, gravitated more to, like, that fantasy-type metal stuff as well, you know, aside from, like, thrash, like, stuff like Manila Road and, like, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting a little hoarse, but, uh, yeah, just, like, they, there's just a band that I'd always wanted to see and I never thought I'd get a chance to, so get to play with them was just, like, 
I don't deserve, I'm not worthy. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't deserve this. But at the same time, I feel like it did, you know, like, and I should have felt that way, you know, like I worked hard for it. Um, I practiced my ass off literally, you know, to get that, you know, to get us all there. It was one struggle after another to get on that plane. It was just like, oh, living in Portland was really expensive. So to come up with the finances and everything else, like, you know, to ended up having to live out of my car for like a couple of weeks, you know, it was just, just to get there, you know, but, um, yeah. And we did a few tours as well through like the West coast with some pretty like amazing bands, um, uh, def- uh, we played uh, Oakland quite a bit, which probably was one of my favorite places, like in the world to play. Like it just Graves at Sea had spent time in Oakland for you know quite a few years when they were still active before I was in the band, and they had built up quite a big following there. So I was like to be expected. Like the second you get out of the van and into that venue, we used to play a place called the Metro, which has moved now, but big amphitheater and just like just people just like it's so cool you know uh wall to wall we played quite a few shows with them uh Nuth Grush and uh brain oil and like pretty much my favorite heavy metal like you're not heavy metal it's like uh heavy doom bands of of uh, i guess american style like yeah. the west coast like you know the doom uh and heavy metal and dark metal and stuff like that uh that whole wave up there that came out of the bay area was just crushing it literally i still i've actually was listening to brain oil on the way here (laughs) like i still listen to that stuff pretty actively so um but you know i had to i guess move and just kind of like start over and like kind of hit a wall and like i guess maybe more in my personal life where it was just kind of like one thing after the other and like finances and living in Portland and it just kind of got over my head. So, uh, Graves at Sea and me, it were just no moss and it just like, it was heartbreaking. I did not take it well, like at all. Like I was just kind of bumming out for like quite a while. I mean, why wouldn't you? And like wanted to start over and like pick myself up from that, you know, and like do something maybe more down the road that I was more, you know, prepared for comfortable with and do something that like, you know, a little bit more out of my comfort zone. And then, of course, here I am, you know, yeah. <laughs> doing this now. So <laughs> it was quite a shift. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I remember uh, so far um, contacting like old buds that were familiar with me with me playing in my last band and then, ex- you know, expecting another Doom band. I'm proud of what I did with that Doom band. I played pretty, Doom pretty well. So, <laughs> so I'm sure people would disagree. I've, I've definitely heard a... Uh, that I wasn't that good, and that's fine too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was something that I excelled at. So uh, having people having to explain the stuff that I was doing now is kind of funny, you know. Like get a kick out of like reactions to it sometimes because it's just like you're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> you doing like horror punk? What does that mean? <laughs> like didn't see that coming at all, you know. But no. I'm happy with it, and I think that's the key to any kind of success. I think success is kind of relative. With Graves at Sea, that was successful. You know, like, I played some huge shows with them and um, got got to go to Europe and, uh, you know, having the offers to go play in M- M- Maryland Death Fest and all yeah. of that. So that was, like, you know, uh, right before we left, we had been planning to go out to Maryland, and then also there was another European tour coming up. I, I knew all that, you know, just just still wasn't you know, uh, the right thing for me to be doing, I guess. 
So, uh, yeah, I just kind of picked up and, um, my friend had lived out in Tulsa and I came out here to visit just to visit just to, I guess, clear my head for a minute and see where I wanted to go. Uh, plans to maybe go overseas and work. I had plans to go down to Austin and go live and work. And I came out to Tulsa to visit and I just kind of never left because mm-hmm. I got hit by a snowstorm as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was a couple of years ago when that hit here. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Talk about, uh, you know, if I, if I remember correctly, a uh, pretty big um, Pepo Negative fan, Peter Steele. Yes. Talk about Peter Steele and your other influences on bass and that kind of thing. Oh we love, we're a huge Pepo Negative yes. fan. Yes. So oh, my goodness. You could have a whole episode on that. I, you know, <laughs> I I still remember where I was when Peter Steele passed away. Yeah. You know, exactly yeah. what I was doing. No different than I remember 9-11. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I was just, I had a huge, like, love you know, for, for like typo and like carnivore and stuff like that. Those records were just incredible. And I remember seeing him when I was a little kid on TV, like, like me and my older brother would spend like a lot of like quality time together and stuff like that, watching like, you know, music television and like, you know, weird animation and all sorts of stuff like late night, you know, we hung out, we were buddies. So, uh, I remember seeing like, uh, typo negative come on late at night one night and i was just like what is this this guy looked like lurch came out based on a chain and i was just like what it just blew my mind and i fell in love with it and um typos like bass style and stuff like that as well it's like i kind of like i mean there's some things that i kind of like will rip off like a little bit you know like i've already like seen what his setup is and stuff like that so i'm like all right like how do i how do i uh I get a little spin because I do take like things from all sorts of different influences, you know, and like uh, work work my own thing. So, but since Typo is such a huge net, uh, influence, I can't like with Thrash. It's probably won't use. I no, I have to use Fuzz. I have to have that sound. I have to have that. Like it's just something that like I'm just so in love with, and I just feel so comfortable with that. Like it's just the way to go for me, and. uh I guess that's what kind of will set us like a little bit apart from a couple other bands because we have also that, you know, big Motorhead influence. Like we have a lot of Motorhead like type, like worship, like type riffs and stuff in our songs um, because, you know, like bass as well, like late night television, just like, you know, uh, seeing Lemmy for like the first time, you know, uh, was just like, what? Like I, I started wearing black like immediately, like just never wore any other color, like got a bullet belt like <laughs> um but uh yeah they they between that too is cliff burton uh and all those things kind of like mixed into whatever i'm doing at the time even those kind of influences like came into graves at sea on bass when i came in like things were uh like you know my riffs and stuff like that um made things quite a bit heavier and like that way too but a little bit the tempo kind of changed quite a bit as well because of that influence coming in and like, you know, the rhythm section, like kind of changing because uh, they also changed out their drummer in Graves. So it was me and a new drummer. Uh, so we also, you know, usually vibe pretty, my big thing is vibing off, you know, my, my drummers and stuff like that. Cause you know, with rhythm section, I take bass pretty seriously. I'm total, total bass to work, but uh, yeah, like typo, like, I mean, I have just so many great memories with that, you know, just like, like having it on tape and you know like carnivore on tape or whatever just like 
blasting it and I never actually grew out of that. I have like another memory of blasting carnivore with me with me and my girlfriend like uh you know uh me and her just like what was I like bottles of wine just like screaming like world war four like out of a <laughs> out of a roof of a car going down a big a major street in Portland. I mean <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of typo but and carnivore and stuff, but I, I always thought, I guess getting back to typo negative, I loved it because it was like, I felt like it was really romantic and like, even though I know the contents of the lyrics are like between them, yeah, they're, they were raunchy, but at the same time, like, I just loved Peter because he was just such like a big, like, softy, like romantic, like, you know, I mean, that, that was at least the, uh, fandom that I got out of it, you know, or from him or the experience I, you know, got of, of seeing, you know, his performances and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you could tell he was just like a really good soul and like, it's kind of like endearing cause it's like, it's kind of, it's fun to do this. It's it, you know, if you, if you get in the right posi uh, position with people and stuff like that and, you know, you do things that you like to, that you like hearing, then yeah, it's fun to like talk, you know, things that are like taboo or whatever and like, you know, uh, get outside the box a little bit, you know, all that, all that stuff paved the way so I could do it, you know, like it's totally okay, you know, right now for me to like sing about the stuff that I do. And it's because of people like Peter Steele and, you know, Lemmy and, um, having such a huge influence too, bass wise on people that play bass and sang, you know, kind of maybe, maybe made it a little bit easier going into this. Cause it was just like, I, you know, like I definitely drove around quite a bit, like, <laughs> screaming ace of spades out of my car you know <laughs> but um yeah for sure like i mean those those are quite definitely some of my biggest influences obviously uh thin lizzie as well um i just maybe like kind of gravitated towards maybe more of like the romantic kind of sides of things when it came to bass and like metal and stuff like that as, as influences go and I always found, like, I guess those those four to be quite, you know, romantic or, like, endearing stories. Except for, like, I guess Lemmy, but, hey, whatever. That guy was so awesome. Yeah. Like, flawless, but, um, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, we have lost, like, quite a bit. I mean, other than Peter Steele, I mean, like, we have lost a lot of musicians. Like, uh, that's been blowing my mind uh, quite a bit. Like, how many big influences have been uh, going away in the last couple of years and, it is sad. It's it to it's a total bummer and it totally sucks. But I think Lemmy um, wouldn't have wanted it that way. Everybody was like rock and roll, you know, passed away with him, and I I don't believe that. I think that that's another reason to like, you know, if you're involved in music and you want to play it, like get playing it, you know, because everybody that like was worth the shit's like going out the wayside, you know, they're 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 finding their peace, you know, they've already done it, so we could, you know, at least like make a make it count. You know, like, dude, go out and have some fun and, like, play loud stuff, you know, and bang on things. And, like, you know, if that's what makes you happy, because, you know, uh, I, I try not to think of it as, like, something that we've lost. You know, it's like, you know, we can we can gain something out of all that, you know, and move forward and move it, move it legacy-wise forward. Like, I want to see more, like, bands, you know, um, you know, different things, you know. Like, I don't want to, like, keep feeling like I've seen it all, you know, it's like, oh, because like, uh, I got to experience that period of music. Like, I don't want to like miss out on the next one, you know? Yeah. Did you discover type of 
or carnivore first? Uh, that was typo. Okay. You know, definitely. You know, I got the carnivore um a little bit later, like retaliation and stuff like that. And I just kind of like uh, back in the day, at least for me, like there wasn't internet like there is now. So right. like if you wanted to like learn about some new metal bands, you kind of had to look at the shirts that they were wearing on their <laughs> <Right>. records, <laughs> yeah. or you had to like kind of go through like their thank you section. I mean, you had to really yeah. like you know kind of get in there and like look because. Um, I picked up a lot of records growing up where it was like always kind of a gamble because it was like, okay, this one has a dragon on it. This one's got the <laughs> devil on it. Which one do I get? You know what I mean? Because you didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I kind of grew up in, uh, I, you know, I grew up in some pretty cool towns, but there was definitely some like during those like years where it was kind of like, kind of was just really getting into it and like having to learn a lot of things by myself. So, um, yeah, like, <laughs> did it pay off picking the right cover? Not always, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of, like, I mean, nine out of ten dragon yeah. records aren't going to be good. Right. <laughs> like, they're always not. Always go for the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Unless it's Dio. Unless it's Dio, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. True. Like, But then you already knew it was good, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, wait, is there, it's an anniversary for him right now and today. Uh, today is i thought it was uh yeah, i heard something I, I can't remember exactly they started talking about the hologram thing too yeah, oh jeez yeah a dio hologram do i i don't what know do about, about that what is what's happening they're really like, doing that yeah well they no. already did it what some festival in europe last year oh they did not i didn't yeah, know about just that was like a no at the way end of the, now and the oh. same guys wanting to make it a whole tour and stuff no i know i don't like i don't it at like all. that at all like i think it's you know for tupac <laughs> All right, it was Coachella. Yeah. They, that's that. Yeah, you know whatever. But I mean, I don't want to get like. No, they're gonna have a whole band behind this hologram and no, everything. Oh, don't yeah. do it! Don't yeah. do it! Please yeah, don't do it! Happen. I think no. it, I think it's like. I don't think it's in a talks. I think it's actually happening. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't like it at all. Oh. And it that must have been why I heard about it today because it was I don't know. See, like, that's that's why that that's what I mean though. It's like when you hold on like to like the old era so hard, you kind of like you know, and that's great. I mean, at least from a musician's point of view, is like I don't want a hologram Dio. I want a new Dio. Yeah. I want somebody that's doing it their own way and different. You know, that can that can carry that kind of weight. I and mean, that's what he would have wanted. I mean, he was. You know, a uh, incredible person, you know, incredible musician, and there's still they're still out there. Like it didn't end with Dio. We don't like need a hologram of him. <laughs> no, <laughs> I could see the, the one off thing at the festival. Yeah. That's cool, but leave it at that. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, well, the tour, that's it's a new times, man. Like <laughs> I don't... Say that'll come to Tulsa, I'll probably go. So <laughs> Oh I won't you know what I might I too. I don't, I don't know. Not, I never even might. did see Dio. <laughs> and I'll see you there, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just be over in the back, just like oh, I hate this, it's so kinda cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did get to see um I did get to see Dio. Uh and Black Sabbath and stuff like that, you know, festivals growing up as a kid. Um, but uh, I did see, what was it? Uh, there was a couple cover bands that came that were in circulation. And the members of the last band that he was in before he passed away, um, or the last lineup, I guess, did a tour without him after the fact. It was kind of cool. I mean, they had like a big the original dragon drop, drop back, uh, backdrop, sorry backdrop for like one of their big tours and stuff while he was still uh, in the band and i hate saying it. it's just it's so hard to, it's so and that was a while ago you know um i think that's who 
did the the holograms done with the oh, Dio, really? the Dio the, disciples? Oh, the wow. Di- yeah, the Dio disciples. Yeah, yeah the, that's the one that's doing. And is that right? I, th- I think so. I think. <clears throat> well, yeah. Good luck for them with that. I mean, that's, that's something different. It's edgy, but yeah, like I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But the best thing is, it might start some kind of precedent. And, that's what. Yeah, exactly. You know. Oh ah, no, 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 no. Motorhead or some bullshit. You know. Oh no. <laughs> That'd be so bad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and that's that's the whole the point that a lot of people have made is, you know, these guys are going, you know, and I, like you just said a minute ago, people hold on to that so hard because who's next? I mean, who's yeah. the next big headliner? Avenged yeah. Sevenfold? Oh, shit. I mean, it's just, I don't know who's, you know, who's the next big ones? And Ooh. I hear that kind of talk a lot. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I spent, I already, I already prepared myself four years, but still not well enough for like, what are we going to do when Lemmy goes, guys? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of conversations yep. about that. Like, what are we going to do? A lot of my friends are huge Motorhead fans. So, uh, a lot of talks. Yeah. That's going to suck, man. I was ugly crying, I think. I went to QT. <laughs> my friend called me up and I dropped my phone. So dramatic. I was going down the highway. Just, I just couldn't like couldn't even I had to pull off the side of the road like I just mm-hmm. couldn't function it was so it was so sad but you should still feel that way I mean it's devastating it's a part of I mean uh when it comes to like metal fandom and stuff like that like I mean metal fans um hold things so dear yeah. you know when it comes to their music and stuff because so a lot of times and I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, there's a lot of times in my life where metal records were my only friends. So it was kind of like, really, you have like a real big attachment. And so, you know, you go online and people are like, oh, people are crying. Or, oh, yeah. All of a sudden, you're talking about this band stuff. Try Really try not to like get too, uh, I guess, trolled by that, you know, whatever. Or triggered or whatever they say about it, uh, whatever they say these days. But, um, yeah, like they... There is an attachment. It does hurt, you know? Like, I remember where I was with Dio. I had to go through Dio twice. I was on the East Coast that night, so uh, or earlier in the morning. And so they announced it once, and I was already, like, on my computer, just, oh, my God, you know, just tears. And they're like, no, 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 he's fine. Oh, damn. And then <laughs> a couple hours went by, then they announced that Dio was gone, and oh, wow. I just couldn't, like, it was all over again. It was just like, now I was mad. Now I was, like, throwing stuff, and just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, there is a, there is a kind of, like, a, a god status, you know, with a lot of those, especially with Lemmy, you know, because um, he was, like, the ultimate musician. He was the ultimate not-give-a-fuck. He was, like, the ultimate, like, alter ego that a lot of people might benefit, like, loosening up a little bit and having sometimes, you know? So it was kind of like, oh, cool, you know? Like, I'm not really a badass, but I can pretend to be one when I listen to Motorhead, you know? That's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's so cool, you know? So, um... <laughs> not to say that I've done that or anything, but it's just, you know... <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't want to hold on to loss so much, especially over the next couple of years. Like, me personally, I would definitely want to see things progress, you know? Like... I want to see more bands, you know, uh, or support more music as well, you know, for these up and comers, you know, maybe not so, not be so hard on them because they're not Motorhead, be thankful for them because they're at least trying, you know, and like trying to do something different and new, uh, it still sucks, it sucks, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna you know, follow things that I don't like, but, um, 
yeah, you know, I just, I, I do want to see a change in that because they totally are going through a shift in music, you know, they, they happen for me personally, they've gone in cycles, you know, all sorts of different cycles, but now things really are changing, you know, now we don't like, <laughs> they're all gone, you know what I mean? Like all, all of our heroes are gone, you know, so, uh, and on their way out, uh, you know, uh, and there is negative things, and you're right, you know, people are talking that way, like, oh, man, you know, Rob Helford's going to be next. And like, How dare you? Shut your mouth. Like, you, know, <laughs> you talk about it that way. But, uh, you know, that's a that's a part of life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So uh, death is a part of life, and, you know, as, as, as attached we are in our lives to these musicians and these people, they still have the right to go, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> you know. Who's the one musician alive right now that you... Don't want to ever see, like, just stay immortal. Yeah, stay immortal. Oh, definitely, Rob Halford, like forever. Like, I, I cannot, cannot fathom the idea, the fact, and just even talking about it right now just scares me. Like, I think we've all been like, kind of like, got a little post traumatic stress from like how many of our favorite musicians have passed away in this last year. Uh, Is over traumatized or whatever's opinion you know somebody has on that. That is true. You know, really Mm -hmm. did suck. You know, uh, uh, for a lot of extreme music fans or you know, uh, metal fans or rock bands and stuff, it was a little spread out, you know, it was just kind of like, okay, like, man, like, you had Peter still pass away, and I just, countless, every year it has been countless musicians from these eras that have been passing away, it's just this one in particular, was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal, it was totally <laughs> brutal, man, a lot of crying <laughs> last year, I don't yeah. cry anymore, like, um, no more crying about it, so, but I'm still going to, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even though they aren't here anymore, their influence is still, like, immortal. You know, uh, bands like Thin Lizzy, you know, uh, bands like Metallica have all had major, major parts of their bands, uh, you know, be a loss. And those albums are still timeless, and those albums mm-hmm. are still kicking, and they still, they still kept going, you know, uh, I hope that, you know, uh, my future uh, little Lola's or whatever running around, they'll probably like Thin Lizzy, you know, I'm not going to force it on them, not that much, but I mean, still, you know, those are how timeless it is, you know, like now kids like, you know, they're trending, you go to the mall and you can't like not see a Nirvana shirt and it's just like, like, oh man, like, but the fact that it had a, had a recycle like that, you know, it's like they're, they're timeless records, they're not going anywhere, you know, Uh, they will have, continue to have an impact and, as long as, you know, uh, other musicians continue to be influenced by that, you'll have, con- hopefully, a continuation of other bands that want to have that same impact. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, I was watching Westworld the other day. and How is that? One, it's amazing. <laughs> is it? Okay. One of the characters, there was a quote where he said, uh, Beethoven, Mozart never died, they just became music. Yeah. And I thought that's... That's, that's pretty. Because that's, that's true pretty... about everything. Wow. Every music, for sure. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it really is. That's kind of heavy. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> that's, that was, I could have just said that. So <laughs> I should have rushed up on that show. <laughs> I'm going to cut this time in half. <laughs> no, it's way more interesting. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. I mean, everybody has their um, own opinion and feeling about it. And, you know, it's like being a fan of music or being a musician, there's just such a full spectrum of you know, different uh, things that we attach ourselves to and love, you know, but at the same time, at it's very core, why I've been putting up with the grief I have or putting up with my woes or like whatever with music is because of that family, 
you know, because of that, you know, we all feel like this is that these bands and stuff like that are family to us too. And it's just a big family. And I love that. And I, I, you know, it's, it's really hard for me to get away from no matter how many times I stop my feet and I'm like, well, I'm over this. I can't take it anymore. These boys are like, you know, <laughs> I'm done. I'm over it. Um, I always keep falling right back into it. Cause it's just like, yeah, it's my, it's a, it's home for a lot of people, you know, and that's, that's really endearing, you know, uh, it's always accepts the misfits, uh, you know, you, you can be different, you know, you know, I think I've said this probably on the internet a couple times in this like past couple of weeks being all like, you know, going through the holidays or whatever, but it's just like, yeah, like, um, I've already like lost track of it, but it's can't believe I just forgot it. It was a good. It was like Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's just everybody wants to be an individual, but you don't really see many anymore. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a hard thing to be an individual because you know it scares the shit out of people, and it has for a long time. Maybe not as much now since people's minds are starting to get like a little bit more open. A lot of even extreme metal, like. Uh, a lot of us, there's no way in hell your parents are going to drop you off in front of a black metal show or <laughs> uh Marilyn Manson show, you know, but now it's like, oh, okay, you know, like I've worked at venues for years. I see kids like, you know, get dropped off by their parents at shows that I'm like, retain? Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but yeah, like a lot of stigmas and fears and stuff like that have kind of got away. I know that the black metal community, speaking of that, isn't very happy about that happening. Yeah, probably. But, <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of things that people used to be scared shitless about, they're not so more. People are getting more up on stage. People are feeling more comfortable going up to these musicians that they used to think was scary. And like, they're not, they're not. They're usually they're big dorks. You know, like Alice Cooper is probably uh, one of the biggest sweetest biggest dorks out there man yeah. he owns a sports bar yeah like <laughs> yeah. it's a great sports bar though i mean i i'm not gonna get paid to you know say anything about that but whatever <laughs> it is good but yeah like uh you know a lot of those stigmas are kind of going away and about individuals and stuff and music and uh you know people are i feel like people are daring to be a little bit more different with the freedom of having that you know I know I definitely am. So, you know, I'm just kind of waiting. I mean, I guess like kind of off topic, but I'm just kind of sitting here just like waiting. Like, you know, like one of the feminists going to start coming after me, like, you know, for the stuff we're singing about. And um, what I'm going to say when that happens, probably nothing. I'm kind of a jerk. Like, I'm just going to be like, yeah, whatever. Because it's like um, that having that expressive, like having that expression of freedom is like, you know, is, is what is so important. You know, so I, you know, you have been, you guys have been hearing a lot about like shows getting shut down and stuff like over, uh, I guess free thinkers and things that are scary or taboo or like for, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, things have definitely progressed and changed quite a bit. Some for the better, some for the worse, but, um, there is more of like a bigger and, uh, more accepting family now these days than there ever has been, at least for me, you know, my family feels like it keeps getting bigger every year instead of smaller you know, and even with all the changes. So I know that wraps it up. That cool. was, that was more. That was, that I know. Was it was a long one. Awesome. It was a haul. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Glad to see you guys again. I know we haven't talked since probably in person since probably Rocklahoma. I was yeah. out there for oh, uh, yeah. work and stuff, but 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, you doing that again this year? We'll see. Um, we'll see. You know, if I'm not on the road, um, that'd be great. You know, I'm always open to that. Uh, I love working festivals. Like, I've been involved with the venue scene for a long time. Like, pretty much almost as long as I've been playing music, I've been working at venues. And either, like, helping run them or working at huge, like, big shows and stuff like that. Six, seven days a week, you know. Been doing that for a long time. But since I've been out in Oklahoma, it's like, now I can do, like, I started building guitars and stuff and, like, you know, like, doing stuff that I couldn't really financially accomplish, like, out there. I couldn't have a shop, couldn't have, like, tools. Like, I would trust my roommates around it. Oh, gosh. So, like, there was a lot of things I could do now that I couldn't do back there. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, like, doing guitars, work venues, do the festival thing, go and work shows and stuff. I've been doing that. Like, kind of, kind of, like, kind of sound like a carny, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But it's a carny in the good Yeah, way. I mean, yeah. now I'm just, like, tinkering around, making, <laughs> making toys and go out and these festivals and jump on. Yeah, it's just, like, that's kind of a lifestyle, too, I guess. A little transient. But, <laughs> yeah, when I think about it that way, it's pretty sad. But, uh, yeah, we're good Vanguard every once in a while, too. So, I'd like to see more venues pop up as well. Like, you know, uh, hopefully the ones that are out right now. I know, like, for a shop stuff, they're building all that stuff around there, man. It scares yeah. me so bad because it's, like, when that started happening in Oregon, like, a lot of the small, like, venues like that started getting bought out by, like, ice cream stores and, like, yeah. like uh, oh, it sucks. It sucks <laughs> so bad. And then on top of all that, like... All my buddies lived in those neighborhoods. Those were like the those were the streets. Yeah. <laughs> That's where like where the metal was yeah. and like the punk and like the, the heart of like why people were moving to Portland in the first place. And they had a lot of neighborhoods and a lot of houses around there. Well, people started building their like knitting shops and all this stuff next to the music because that's the art district. And all of a sudden my friend's house that they lived in for ten years just went triple sometimes quadruple the rent. And they just started moving everybody out, everybody out. And then the music changed. They took the venues out. Portland's been getting hit hard, you know. Um, but, yeah, it makes me weary when I see, like, places like First Shop or, like, uh, that those, like, building signs like so Sound Pony and Yeti, Canes. Mm-hmm. Like, the heart of Tulsa music. Yeah. They have no mm-hmm. business building houses over there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not for us, but, like, that's just, I don't understand. Like, it's going to be a noise nuisance. They're going to have issues with the parking. That's going to be a nuisance. And if they get mad enough, they'll either buy out that whole building or blow it. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. we got to put up a big fuss about that. We won't let that happen. We're not going to let that happen. You don't want Canes or Brady or, you know, that whole Main Street downtown area. Like, that's like, I'm not from here, but that's like. To me, like since I've been here, that just feels like kind of like one of the beating hearts out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it is. It is so. Yeah, like I don't see that happen. I haven't played Kings, so and I want to. I want to <laughs> like. I don't know when that's gonna. I don't know when that's gonna happen, but I don't want it to be like right before it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even. You'll play it. You'll play it. Yeah. When the Dio holograms there, you can open it. Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell? Where's my hologram? I don't get tired. I don't want to play some shows. I don't get a fucking hologram. Like, I don't get to go, like, my back. Hey, you didn't write Holy Diver, okay? That's why you don't have a hologram yet. Like, is he going to, like, sparkle? I mean, like, how's that going to fucking look? Like, I don't know. It's on YouTube. I haven't watched it. I, I haven't brought myself to watch it. But, yeah. Really? I don't know. I'm blown away. I I mean, I, that's something that I would never have go over my radar, and I'm just kind of like, what the f- like, 
<laughs> like what happens when it glitches? Like I was like that was what I was thinking with Tupac is what happens when he's all like <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what are they gonna do? I don't know. Do like MC Hammer? They should do all of it if they're gonna go for it. Ne- Jeez. Next thing they can get Dave Girl and Chris Novoselic and have a hologram of oh, Kurt no. Cobain. <laughs> you know, I almost want to say that I did hear something about oh, people no. wanting. I don't. That will not happen. I, I know oh, that man. that won't. They not while they're alive. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But that's that's like some serious like Back to the Future like kind of like mm-hmm. really weird like this kind of stuff I feel like we've seen in like movies and stuff for the last like yeah. 15 years like when you have like AI or something like that that the entertainment now will be like people are going to get so far removed from like interacting with each other you know because like I mean we're already like this all day yeah like yeah. but uh we have to be you know sometimes you have to do it for work too you know a band, I have to be, you know, I have to all day long, like, I mean, I just, uh, but, um, yeah, to, like, get to a point where, like, your entertainment, man, I don't even want to deal with watching little people anymore, you know, like, <laughs> why even drive for, like, man, that's gonna be a sad day when people stop driving four hours out of the way to go see a show, yeah. that's one of my favorite things to do, I don't know about you guys, but when it's just, like, when I go see a show, I want to go see a show, yeah. you know what I mean, and I don't, I'm not being in Portland anymore means that I'm not, like, spoiled with just going down the street to see it now i have to like really get excited about going you know and like make it a trip and eat crappy gas station food and like this you know (laughs) that's right yeah Yeah, i'll go to dallas or kansas city in a heartbeat yeah i love kansas city for sure like kansas like right room have you been you guys have been rough of course like i don't know now that i've been like branching out like a little bit more like with like playing shows around town like the talking like about this like quite a bit with my friends lately where it's kind of like we aren't just sticking to Tulsa like we're from Tulsa like you know we play shows in Tulsa we love playing shows here but we've been getting like a really good response like playing you know like like OKC like well that's um a sister place I consider it to be you know like I wouldn't say it's better than Tulsa but uh yeah like just playing just out of town like i can't it's just it's so much fun but yeah we're not we it's nice having that freedom to do that because then we don't like i feel like it's made it so it's like i don't get as wrapped up into the drama wrapped up into the bullshit like since i'm not always playing always the same shows always the same bands like it gives me like a little bit more like i guess mental space to like like deal with it you know and like uh branch out a little bit and see things travel you know there's a lot of like there's a lot of like parts of this country that i haven't seen yet and i've where i thought that i'd been all over you know um no <laughs> yeah done with kansas though that's <laughs> that's there's nothing yeah yeah we had a tower blowout when we did get to kansas though and i'd said too like we didn't had a single problem everything was just we everything was great no no music problems. Our gear was fine. Nothing. Not a hitch. Incredible weather the whole way. And then we get to Kansas. And it's just like I wake up and it's just like. Because <laughs> the tire. Like that's one of the scariest things too. Like losing a tire when you have a trailer and you're in a van. Nothing. Nothing in this world. Nothing scares me more. Not a spider. Not a single predator. Not like anything in the world. Because it's just like the whole thing goes. You know. Yeah. And if you're coming down a grade. Oh my gosh. Like, but yeah, we, we were fine though. We got it, we got it switched at like, it took like 30 minutes, which was, 
not what I was expecting to happen. I thought we were going to be in Kansas all day. Like I woke up at like seven in the morning. The first thing I see is this like side of the road and woke up to like, you know, bumping around. It was the last stretch too, because it was from Colorado to home. So it was just like, no, like <laughs> not Kansas. No, and I remember. I remember too. Like in the bathroom, there was like this giant sign that was just like this Trump, like something or other. But it was really offensive. Like, um, man, I wish I knew. Gosh, I remember, there's got to be a photo of it or something. But it was pretty bad. I mean, like it was like wholesome to somebody, <laughs> or else it wouldn't have gone up there. But we were cracking up about it. We were just like. What? Over in Kansas, yeah. No, it's it's been a trip. I never came to Tulsa before I came here. That's what I was saying to you earlier about like how I wish more bands. Like I wish because of me, like personally, I wish that we would have played here more. You know, Mm -hmm. when we were talking about um, with Graves, like going down, we were going to do a Texas, you know, kind of a a run through the South and stuff. Which I think they ended up doing. Not too long after I left. I, I Don't quote me on it. I didn't follow him after that. It was kind of like, really was trying to focus more on myself and what I was doing. But, like, that's what we talked about. It was kind of going, okay, so we hit Arizona, and then we just go down. We don't go through New Mexico. We don't, like, Oklahoma. What's, you know, what do we do out there? We just kind of just didn't even put it on our maps, you yeah. know. And I've been trying to encourage, like, bands a lot more recently. Like, hey, dude, check it out. Like... Hit, hit that part of the map just just check it out just pass through you know come say hi to me you know or something you know come check it out because you know there's like maybe a bit of a stigma that it's like out oh, it's the south it's scary and mm-hmm. like tumbleweeds and like one of the biggest struggles i think that's like about living in the midwest is that animosity towards like people from the west coast and people from the east coast like have this like huge privilege of getting to see and do all the stuff that you can't do like beaches they get the luxury of being more progressive you know what i mean like so yeah so it's like always at odds you know and ends and stuff like that where like people out there think that everybody in the midwest is just sitting out here just like you know and like here we're just like man i can't wait to get the hell out of here and like be in this great place where it's kind of just not not necessarily you know like it's really expensive and overwhelming and crazy and there's you know uh people are a little bit more like quick to like uh, stab you in the back whereas in like tulsa oklahoma they're like oh we got your back like (laughs) we got you like it's not it's like yeah this is kind of like a stereotype that I think that's going to change like with people kind of coming out here and playing more and stuff like that and like um yeah I'm sure Iron Maiden said that Tulsa was the best city that they played in on their entire tour right you guys go okay but you make sure that it was <laughs> okay good I want to come back like I'm not going to work that night <laughs> yep. but yeah no I can't wait Hell yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, this is I, great. We're um, trying to think when our next show is. You guys come check it out. Like, we're going to be... Uh, you guys, would you guys come to Michael Graves? Were you there? No. Uh-uh. no. I don't even remember when that was. That was great. Uh, that was... A, that, we played that, like, the day before we left for tour, so... Yeah. But that was a big show. That was really fun. Like, 
everybody left after we played. Nobody watched Michael Graves, and that was just kind of like <laughs> we were on a good like our heads were just like up here for like yeah. a good like a couple of weeks. We're just like we were better than Michael Graves. And then immediately we got like you know that knocked out of us when we got on tour because it's like we're no, we're not, we're not that. No, we have to like no, it's not like that. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that guy's a legend. You know, yeah. <laughs> that was just a that was just a fluke. I guess he put out a record that sucked. That was that was really a freak thing. That was. <laughs> Like, uh, we were on it. We were just like, oh, my gosh, because so many people came out. We had another big show, too, I guess, with, uh, with, like, the Queers. And then we played with Merlin Mason, and our band and Merlin Mason were just, like, at each other and, like, trying to, like, get each other. Like, well, they were trying to get us kicked off the show, and, like, it was just, like, we weren't going to do that back. So we were just kind of like one up and then with selling more tickets. And it was just, that was, that was a little bit of fun. Like, I mean, the show ended up going great. Everybody got along and had a good time. It was, there was no beef or anything like that, but it was pretty funny. You know, it was kind of like, you know, everybody scrambling, you know, to play like the show and be like the best and you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I said, like I, you know, sometimes the competition's good, you know, there's always going to be people like me playing personally and playing the music. Oh, there's so many people I can't stand. Like, and there's so many people that I look up to that are just, like, awful, horrible human beings. And, like, I don't... It sucks. <laughs> yeah, sometimes being a hero sucks. But, like, um, yeah, they, uh... Yeah, like, I mean, like he was saying, it's like, I feel like, you know, dude, like, the shows are going to be a lot better. And, you know, we're going to keep getting momentum if we keep working at it and stuff. So, I mean, hopefully we'll be playing some uh, shows like bigger shows and stuff like later on this year and like um i think our next big one i mean other than mothership that's gonna be an okc we're playing with hudson falcons that's gonna be a good one and then yeah i mean just check out our band page if there's anything they want to check out or go see i mean it is a little bit more punk and we do play with like the normandy so we like love playing shows with them we, we kind of like fit on the bill together pretty well um yeah because they're like pretty catchy and like we're kind of like more like country kind of melodic just yeah. it's really hard to explain what our band sound is like yeah. that's that i like that though it's kind of like oh you know it sounds like misfits or it sounds like oh it sounds like bad religion or it sounds like this or that and it's like with us it's like well sound like motorhead and we sound like this and we sound like that and we sound like this and we sound like that so we got like a definitely a good mix in there and uh i don't know so Come and see me, uh, you know, like, when I get a little bit more practice at the singing thing, too. Like, don't, don't, don't drag me too hard, okay. but, okay. <laughs> don't drag me too hard, but I am happy with it. I am proud of it. So, hopefully everybody has, like, sitting in this room has a really rad, like, 2017, you know? Yeah, we'll definitely check you out. We're considering coming to that Mothership show, so. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I hope the weather's good and you guys yeah. can make it, because I know, uh. It's gonna be it's gonna be rager. Like yeah. last time, the last couple times we played the Blue Note, I went and saw. It's funny, like I've been I've lived here my whole life and I've never been to the Blue it's Note. It's so it's my favorite bar. It's my favorite bar in Oklahoma. Like really? absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's my favorite venue. It's my favorite bar. Like a lot of places out, uh, maybe didn't get us or make us feel very welcome because they just didn't get us. You know, it's chick screaming at stuff. You know, it's like what the <laughs> fuck? Like what is that? You know, scaring away your customers. Turn that shit down. Like, that's totally kind of the vibe that we've gotten in a couple places. Or, like, had beef with, like, another band. They don't want us playing their place. Or, like, whatever. You know, so it's been kind of, like, 
because of that, we had to like kind of branch out and like try other places. And we played this place called the Blue Note, and it was just like, owner of that place rules. Sound guys are awesome. All their bartenders are just great people. And like, it's yeah, it was just a blast. I went up there just to go see a show, not play there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think we played there going on twice, have played there twice, but um, went up there to go see a duel. And, like, this other band, um, The Well, which is, like, another band that's got a girl bass player in it. She's a ripper. And, uh, man, I had a blast. It took, I couldn't get out of that place till 5 or 6 in the morning, like, the next day. Because there's, like, a tattoo shop next to it. And I was like, oh, I'm so going to party. Like, I had so much fun. Like, yeah, but it's just, like, a good vibe, though. I mean, I don't have to go there and do what I did. And you can still have a good time. And they also have, like... I don't want to spoil it, but they have, like, this giant, like, Eddie from Iron Maiden. Yeah. Like, and it's just there. Like, when you, right when you walk in, you're just like, what the hell? That's the coolest shit. Where am I? Like, I don't know. I just felt we feel kind of more at home. It's kind of been, like, our home base bar. Like, kind of turning into that or whatever. But you know, we want to definitely want to play more shows there. Definitely support the guy, you know, that runs that place. It's so cool. And he really cares about, like, you know, the bands in Oklahoma and, like, everybody, like, you know, playing shows and stuff. And that's really refreshing to see. So, yeah, man, 2017's in a row. There you go, Lola Henderson from Redneck Nosferatu, bassist, vocalist. All kinds of great stuff there. We talked about Typo Negative. Yes. And so I was just thinking if Peter Steele was here to say this band's name, he would say Redneck there you, that's exactly how we would say it yeah. I like that Trent yeah. I like that and speaking of typo negative I just got a typo negative tattoo you did you're a fucking warrior you're hardcore yeah much I love like to it. Peter Steele exactly always loved Peter Steele of course how can he not that's right that's right well it's great to hear all this great stuff that Lola's got going on. Looking forward to this new album from Redneck Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, and it was just a, you know it was just a great it was just a great hanging you know just uh it, it's it's cool to just you know shut up and listen yeah and just kind of soak it all in. It was a great discussion. So it's a good one. Yeah. So if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. Yeah. Get online and check us out at thethunderunderground.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. YouTube, we're yep. at the Thunder Underground. Subscribe to us there. We've got reaction stuff we do on YouTube separate from the podcast. We've had reviews of Metallica, Vince Sevenfold, Rocklahoma's lineup announcement, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Black Sabbath concert. We've got 105 previous podcasts on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground. And let's name them all off now. Go. Starting with number one was, I can't even remember what one was. God, me neither. Jesus, (laughs) fuck, I have no clue. But on the punk side of stuff, you know, we had Lenny Lashley from the Street Dogs. We've had the Normandies, who I believe was mentioned in that discussion. We've had, who as probably the punk guest we've had, we had on, you know, Kirk Winstein from the Doom, you know, and side of things, and Wino. Wino, yeah. Yep. And I mean, as you heard, you know, we, you know, because before she joined Redneck Nosferatu, all we knew Lola was from was when we, you know, we first met her when we did this podcast, go look this one up, with Forever in Disgust and Smoke Offering. Because she was in Smoke Offering for a short bit, filling in on bass, and she's on that episode as well, so go back and check that one out. That's right. 
And then we've got, you know, everything from guys in Death Angel, Avatar, Soil, Shinedown, Megadeth. Nonpoint. There you go. Uh, Europe. Uh, Overkill. Yes. Uh, Warrant, Trickster. Uh, we've got... Corrosion of Conformity, yeah, Scattered, CSC, Hamlet, Scattered Hamlet, Battle, Battle Cross, Insight, the list goes on and on. Yeah, we, we've got, we've got like, pretty much, our umbrella's pretty wide, you know, we've got stuff from a lot of genres of rock and metal, and that's how we like it, so go check it out. Yeah. Well, coming up next week, or in the next week or two, we've got Steven Taylor... Yes. From Super Joint, Rich. Well, sorry. Super Joint. <laughs> super I, Joint. Just yeah. Super Joint. And you know what? That was a badass show, and we'll get to that on that episode. But yeah, that's coming, and it's going to be great. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Super Joint, I almost said it, that used to be Super Joint Ritual. It's <laughs> yeah. still the same band. They just dropped Ritual for some reason. I didn't want to ask why, because I figure they've probably been asked that 20 times in interviews. Yeah. He's also in Philip and Selmo's solo band the illegals yes so we get into all that stuff that'll be coming soon and besides that we've got other stuff in the works and yeah we appreciate you listening yeah stay tuned all right until next time touring is expensive and you have to sell merch and like there isn't anywhere to stop <laughs> yeah you want to go through kansas go ahead and go through kansas but if i were you i'd totally hit a pulsa first <laughs> thunder underground y'all